Hi and welcome to the Demand Matrix podcast series Sunny Side Up. I'm Paroma. I'll be your host for the day. We've all seen the growth and in demand for CDPs in both the B2B and B2C marketing and sales domains. Optimizing the use of your customer data platform is essential to ensure teams get full value out of it. And that's why we have Chris Slovak here, VP of Global Sales Solutions at Telium, to share his thoughts on some best practices for B2B sales and the use of CDPs. Welcome to the Sunny Side Up podcast, Chris. So happy to have you here. Why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself and a little bit about your current role at Telium? Sure. Thanks for having me. Really excited to talk to you. I run our solutions consulting group at Telium. That is our pre-sales architects and solutions consultants, as well as our team that does a lot of our sort of pre-engineering requests when it comes to integrations. As Telium is a sort of essential part to any ad tech, martech, and BI stack, there's a lot of a lot of integrations that have to be done. I've been here seven years. Been blessed to watch the space grow and evolve, and really excited that you know CDPs are really now at the forefront of uh, data strategy. It would be great if you can share some tips on B2B sales. What are some of the best practices you would blindly advise sales teams to focus on given the dynamics today in the in the marketplace? So I think there's a couple things that are really key. When it comes to B2B, there's a couple different flavors of that. There's the sort of very classic B2B companies selling enterprise solutions direct to businesses. There's the sort of new and evolving space of B2B, but really when it comes down to like the health grades, the work fronts, customers are of Teliums that are are selling solutions as, as products to businesses, but the businesses are, are smaller. Um, mm-hmm. They kind of act more like people than an actual account. That's an interesting thing you have to sort of look at. And then there's the, the other side of that that's really interesting is that even though as a business and Telium's a B2B company, so I'm going to talk a lot about us today, but even mm-hmm. as a business, while we may have a pursuit with a particular customer, especially when we're talking about current customers and upsell opportunities, cross-sell upsell opportunities, we have to be mindful of who the individual is versus just necessarily what we want to shout out. And I think when we talk about B2B and account-based marketing, people tend or marketers tend to just think about like what campaign they want to get across to the customer or the other prospect. And they want to do that at an account level. And they tend to forget about the customer themselves, the individual themselves and what's actually interesting to them. And I think that sort of people first mentality is a really important tip or just an observation that marketers and salespeople alike need to start considering more. That's, of course, very, very important in today's time. Given the large-scale use of marketing automation, it's easy to forget you start sounding like a bot a lot of times. And automated Mm -hmm. campaigns, you know, they forget about personalization in today's times. It's so easy to just uh, shoot out a mass campaign. So, yeah, absolutely. That's, That's very relevant in today's times. What are some top learnings you'd like to share from some of your best performing sales campaigns with the audience? One of the big things that we learned at Telium was that an individual's behaviors uh, on their site or outside of our site. When I say site, I really are our properties in terms of consuming content. They didn't actually match up to what we were hearing in a lot of our sales conversations, interestingly enough. And so what we thought we knew about the individuals from our direct contacts and our conversations, and as such, many times the like the email campaigns and the advertisings that we sent to them through sort of our CRM data, it wouldn't necessarily match up to what they were doing online. And so what we actually did was we started bringing together those two sort of worlds. We used a couple partners to do that. And then we started to cross-pollinate data that was behavioral and almost something that people couldn't run away from in terms of what they were actually consuming as content against what they were telling us. And by bringing the two together, we had a, an amazing increase in, in engagement 
uh, both on the phone as well as through, through the digital means. Sounds amazing. Thanks for sharing that. When it comes, let's dive into the use of CDPs now. When it comes to the adoption of customer data platforms, decision makers are primarily B2B marketing and sales leaders at the VP level and above. So according to you, what do these decision makers expect to see from a CDP or rather what should they be expecting? Yeah, I mean, I think what they, they expect is always top line revenue. <laughs> they just want to see more revenue and, and more Absolutely. leads and faster deals closing, right? And and rightfully so as a business that's the metrics that they're focused on. After, yeah. But what they should probably expect, right, is more cohesive experiences for the consumers. And really the output of the, the CDPs uh, should be to ensure that anybody who's talking to the customer, I want to say anybody, you know, within an organization, you have the, the marketing team, the customer services team, the potentially even the finance and the legal departments, as well as, of course, your salespeople, they should all be speaking the same language. They should all have the same information about that consumer. And when I say consumer, I mean, you know, the prospect or the customer themselves. And that's both at the customer level, like what they're interested in, plus that with the account level. And I think, you know, CDPs, they should strive to ensure that a copy, if you will, or the understanding of the consumer at that point in time is consistent everywhere. And if we do that successfully, you have more material conversations that are more pertinent to what the customer wants which means things move faster. The customer has a clear understanding of the value that the company is offering to the customer. That means faster deals, you get higher volume. And then not only is it the marketers and the salespeople are happy, but your customer services group and your phone call centers, everything else is running you know, much smoother as well, which you know, on the flip side of that reduces costs and churn, which is directly tied to the same goal of the company, revenue. Absolutely. So we did want to ask you this particular question, and this is about the right time. How does a CDP, how do you break down departmental silos? That's something you just spoke about in your answer back there. And, uh, you know, multiple teams, the best use of a CDP is when multiple teams are on the same page. So how should they be eliminating these current lags when it comes to understanding or gathering these insights about this unified data that they already have, but they're not really drawing value from? That is the trick, right? We like to talk about CDPs and technology, but we tend to forget about process and people. And really for Telium, we have kind of a philosophy of it's tech plus people plus process is success. On the breaking silos, there's probably a bigger debate for, you know, probably get somebody in here from a, a Big Ten consulting talk about management uh-huh. strategy, right? But right. silos kind of happen. And, and to some extent, you know, I wouldn't say silos, but specialization is important. You know, the team in the marketing that's working on email or paid media, they're very specific and their skill sets very different than the people who are maybe building experiences on websites or the salespeople who are picking up the phone. I think what we need to do is look to how do we empower them? How do we ensure mm-hmm. communication is seamless? And so, you know, from a Telium perspective, it's data. And from our perspective, it's the sharing, the, the seamless delivery and accessibility of data. And of course, that's where the tech comes in. Instead of sort of making everybody go to one place to source information, why don't we use a solution tech to aggregate and then distribute? The team who's working in the email client or whatever it is, you know, whether it's a marketing cloud or it's an individual email solution, like the, the data that they have about me, Chris, should be the exact same stuff that's in Salesforce CRM. It's the exact same Absolutely. stuff that's in Optimizely, that's in the warehouse, et cetera, et cetera. Then you kind of naturally break down silos because when everyone sits in a room and talks about who their prospective customer is, or in this case, talks about Chris, 
they all know who Chris is because they have the exact same copy of information. And so communication starts to flow more freely because there's trust in the insights that they have about a particular customer. And you haven't necessarily broken down silos or tried to change a ton of internal process that has a, you know, probably years and years of management history there. You're just making people more effective. And I think that in its nature will make the business move faster and smoother. Absolutely. So can you talk about some of the most innovative examples in which some leading B2B companies have used CDPs to improve their marketing and sales efforts? I'll just start with us and then I'll dive into a couple others. So as something you can talk, you guys see on our site, we try to use our own solutions. Like I said, we're, we're a huge B2B enterprise SaaS company. We're using Clearbit, our solution, Optimizely and, and even Slack. And the way it works is, you know, anonymous people who come to the site, we're adding firmographic data that we work with Clearbit. If we're able to identify that user through past histories across devices, we merge the data. We also have a copy of all of our CRM data. So right then in the moment, within whatever experience the customer is having within the web, we can optimize by literally changing what we're saying to them. You know, like, you know, if they land on our our lead generation page and they're in finance, they'll talk about how they can deliver better experience for financial customers. So front to the customer, we're creating a better seamless personal experience. The flip side of that, we're notifying the organization that, hey, this individual is there. And we're doing that in real time by literally pinging the account manager or the account executive, the salesperson. Like this person right here is on the site right now. We're using Slack so they don't have to change their workflows. They just get it in their message and they can choose to pick up the phone. They can choose to just sort of sit back and watch. They can go to a warehouse that we've set up where they can actually get the analytics for that particular account as a whole and who's doing what. And then, of course, the next time that they pick up the phone or the next time they get an email, all that history is there and present for Uh virtualization. I think another one that I saw that was, I can't say the name of the company, but it's a really great use case. A lot of their sales, there's no real purchasing online. They're a manufacturing company, a sub-manufacturing company, semiconductors and stuff. So everyone goes, looks at a bunch of information and picks up the phone. So they get these cold calls right? Or these cold leads that come into a call center and they have no idea who this individual is, what they're interested in. So the first part of the conversation is, well, what do you want? That's not very helpful to the customer. It also doesn't let you, as I kind of mentioned before, what we found is that what people are looking at versus what they're saying is usually very different. You know, you don't give your your call center or your salesperson any opportunity to understand or have insight. So what they've done is they've used a dynamic phone call solution. It's an IVR solution, that the old dialogue tech solution. I forget what they just changed their name to. Um, but we match the web sessions based on the dynamic phone number. We pass that data into CRM and the IVR system understands the timestamp, the phone number, connects that with the anonymous data from the web. So as the person is talking to them, we're actually taking all the anonymous information in the call center in real time, informing the individual of what this anonymous person was. And then when they start to fill out the information in CRM, the historical data set of what they looked at is now tied to the actual real record that we got from the phone call. It's amazing, amazing opportunity for them to understand their customer more specifically. That's a very interesting example. Thanks for that, Chris. And I think this was a very interesting conversation today on B2B sales and CDPs. Are there any other key takeaways, a few words of advice you'd like to share? Maybe on work-life balance, special tips for upcoming B2B salespeople, anything at all before we end for the day? Life-work balance is always important. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I'm the coach for that, though. I would say that we as a as an industry, and I, I want to kind of call out my partners in, in the SaaS business, we have to be very mindful of, of the noise that we're sending to our customers. 
the benefit of all this automation is that it works behind the scenes without us doing anything. The big negative of that is because we're not hitting the, you know, send email or pick up the phone and, and hit that person, we tend to forget how intrusive it can be. And mm-hmm. we as an industry, and that might even go to the B2C side of the world, like we should be a little bit more empathetic to the people that we're trying to communicate with in that if they have an interest in what we have to say, that's great. But we probably want to be careful if we're shouting at them versus providing real value in the discussion. Absolutely. That's very, very useful and relevant in today's times. Value-added discussions only. Thank you so much, Chris, for your time today. And we hope you have a sunny day. Thank you. Nice talking to you. Thank you.